Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. DNVR Broncos live coming to you from Studio X at DNVR HQ, where the X stands for extremely important. I think we've used extreme before. <laughs> We're using extremely extra exciting every time. So I would have gone with it. exciting. I think it's both. Okay. It's exciting and extremely important. <laughs> Can we go with extremely exciting? Extremely exciting. Oh, wow. Wow, that's double X. Um, Whoa, this is a double X show? Well, taking it to the triple extra, X level? extremely exciting. Wow, <laughs> kids, tune up. Yeah, hide your kids, hide your wives. Um, wow. <laughs> I, uh, I think this is, this is a really big day. Um, and I was not expecting it. That's my favorite part of today. Um, and to tell us what is so important about today, Kale, cue the music. Let's go to Zach in sports. Well, thank you, Ryan. Earlier this morning, the Denver Broncos got news that Randy Gregory is being taken off the PUP. Ryan, let's break. Wait, wait. The Broncos also signed Joe Schobert, inside linebacker, this morning. Ryan, let's break those two. Wait. There's more. The Broncos got Billy Turner off the PUP this morning. Let's just wait, see if there's more. Okay, I think we can break it down. All right, let's dive in there. Like I said, I was not expecting this. And it is, I don't really think the importance of this day can be understated. Um, now, I'm going to put Joe Schobert on the, on the back burner for a second. Um, I, legitimately, I was not expecting Randy Gregory or Billy Turner to practice before week one. Um, so, like, that's how I always am going to be wired because I've been burned on this type of stuff so many times <laughs> that it's like until I see those mans, those men in pads on a football field, I don't believe they're ever putting on pads again, to be honest. Um, so for them to get back today with several weeks before the Broncos play a game is monumental, like legitimately monumental to me. <laughs> I think these are two guys who collectively – could be worth a whole win or more this season. And I wasn't prepared to get anything from them. But to come back now and have, you know, who knows if they're going to play in these games, but to, to have essentially three full weeks of practice um, before they have to play a game, they can get up to speed to at least a certain degree. And there is a chance that both of them could start Week one. They, they both should start week one totally. because you need a couple of weeks to go from zero to 100. And these guys are starting just above zero right now. But they have a whole month to get back. That's what is so nice about this for the Broncos is they have a whole month to acclimate. Billy Turner's played right tackle for many years in the NFL. He's played in this scheme for years, so that's not too long. That's not going to take him too long. What's going to take him long is just getting back on the field. But he's got a whole month to do that. And Randy Gregory on the other side, he's rushing the passer. You don't really need a scheme for that. If there's one place you're really going to plug and play, it's probably an outside linebacker, and you just tell him to go rush the passer, especially with the Broncos' depth that they have there. They don't need him to be on the field every single play. But on the important rushing downs, Randy Gregory's got to be out there. He says he's planning on playing week one. He's going to be playing week one. Totally. And this whole thing feels like they were just kind of working backwards with the timeline. Where it's like, okay, you got to be ready by then. That means you got to be at full speed by here. You've got to be wherever here. And then you start the right field. here. Yeah. Because when you're, you're bringing them off the pup list on the exact same day, 
right after the first preseason game. Like it feels like it's pre-planned. It wasn't like, oh wow, I think this is like you you seem like you're good to go. This is the natural development. It feels like today was sort of pre-planned. Yeah, and that is okay with me as long as it was on the extra cautious side. You know what I mean? Not the, hey, they have to be back by this day so we can get them on track to start week one. It's like, hey, they're actually could be ready with one week left in camp. Let's hold them out an extra week to be extra careful and get them out there the first day after camp. And that's that's my one thing that I want to say, like, let's be careful. I already went too far because there's always the chance of the quote-unquote setback. Um, and so... I, I'm keeping a close eye on it through the rest of this week to make sure you don't see one of them out there in a hat again. And it's like, oh, he's just a little sore. That's when I'm like, I go back into panic mode. Um, so keep an eye on it. Now, maybe they say after practice, you know, that day, hey, it was planned. We're going one day on, one day off or whatever. That's fine. Um, but I do want to be cautious of the setback. I do like what you said, Hank, of kind of working backwards and saying like, hey, if we get him back here, you know, let's be extra cautious. We can start them here and still have them fully ready for the game. Um, but I think it's become very clear that Calvin Anderson is not the answer mm-hmm. uh, for the Broncos at right tackle. Sorry. Um, and now Billy Turner kind of has to be. He has to be. And honestly, that's what they brought him in here yep. to do is to be that right tackle. In fact, wouldn't be surprised if Cam Flemings is getting some reps at right tackle as Calvin Anderson. I also wouldn't uh, be surprised. It, 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 exactly. <laughs> as uh, as Billy Turner makes his way back. But let's just take a step back and look at where Randy Gregory and Billy Turner have been these past, what, six or seven months. So before the Broncos even signed Randy Gregory, he had a knee scope. Then, of course... When they agree to terms with him on a five-year, $70 million contract, in that process of agreeing to terms and signing him to a deal, the team and Randy agree that he needs to have some work done on his shoulder. And what he said is he's he's had this issue with his shoulder for a couple of years, but it was really starting to impact his play. So he said, I need to take care of that to to be a better player. And so the Broncos, after a couple of days, agreed to that. He had that right after he signed with the team. Didn't take one snap in in OTAs in the offseason. Hasn't taken a snap. Still hasn't taken a team snap as they're slowly going to work him back, which is okay to slowly work him back. But he has Mm -hmm. not taken a single snap. In fact, today was the first day he wore a Broncos jersey to practice. So it's not like he's going to have four full weeks uh, four full weeks working with the ones. No, no, no. He's still going to be making his way back. And maybe by week one, he's, you know, playing 80% of the snaps that he wants to play. Mm-hmm. On the other side, Billy Turner is in the exact same position. He hasn't played a single snap with the Broncos since re-signing with them earlier this offseason. He had a procedure done to his knee in the offseason. When asked about it today, Billy said, I don't know what they did. You have to ask my doctor. He knows what they did. He Billy's just back, man. <laughs> Billy, yeah, Billy is back. That's a good way to put it. Uh, and uh, again, today he looks robotic is the best way to, uh-huh. to put it. He has uh, a, um, a little sleeve on his right knee, but then it's his left knee that actually has the work done. He has a massive sleeve covered with the brace. He just looks bionic out there, and he's still wearing that. He's wearing the jersey today, though still not doing any team reps. Uh, So I would say that Billy Turner looks like he's further away from being fully ready than Randy Gregory. Yeah, I think that that's probably fair. And with Randy, I mean, he's a vet. He does what he does. You know, Baron Browning, yeah, sure, go ahead. Play him a bunch in the preseason, whatever. You need need to give him the reps. Oh, yeah, yeah, you guys, whatever. (laughs) Randy Gregory is a good football player and like it's a new scheme and he's gonna be dropping back in coverage a little bit more but Randy Gregory does what Randy Gregory does and if they need to keep him moving slowly that is totally fine with me and honestly Billy Turner maybe a little bit less so just because I feel like the physicality you need to get some of that back you you want to get him some reps especially when you have those pass rushers in practice like let him get some real work blocking premier pass rushers which I think both of those two guys are for the Broncos I don't know as long as they're healthy, I'm fine. Wait, who who's the premier pass rusher? Bradley Chubb, Randy Gregory. Interesting. I hope so. Paycheck I, says so for Gregory. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I mean the draft status does, but the production yeah. on the field doesn't say that. That that twelve sack I mean, season. Premier is a loose term. That's not like top said, three. Yeah. That's pretty. That's elite. Premier and elite. No, no, top, no. elite yeah. is above premier. I think premier is pretty. So what's elite? Top five? No, elite is top five. 
Um, that, that's what I meant. And then Premier's top 10? Uh, Premier is we just... A, we uh, need a definition on Premier. You know, top 15, 20. Like that, that Premier top is level definitely of... going to be almost the exact same definition of, as Elite. Um, but oh, just, well, then there we go. No, it's not about... <laughs> if it's the same definition. It's not about... The definition is about the vibes. Um, mm. The vibes of Elite are above Premier. There's like guys you go up against where wow, you say like... That's, yep. what, that's when you're admitting you're wrong. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Well, Justin Simmons is the best safety in the league, and he's apparently only the 81st best player in the NFL. Oh, my God. Yeah. Is he Elite? Uh, premier first in importance <laughs> order or position yeah, yeah. leading yeah exactly yeah, they're all, not uh, premier. i know what the definition <laughs> of premier means i feel like there's those guys though where it's like if you're going up against them in practice you're getting the reps that you need to go up against anybody yeah I mean, you're not shocked when you go up against you would be if you go up against like aaron donald nick bosa Aaron Donald. We call those the premier players in the mm, NFL. Yeah. Those are the <laughs> okay. elites. Uh, anyways, I know what you're saying. Um, and like I talked about Billy, they need him desperately. Yes. Randy Gregory is kind of weird because he's just like, just based on timing, he's now like the cherry on top of a very talented group. Now he could come in and be the best one. And it's a bummer to me because yes. I don't think any of us will ever see him practice. Um, with the ones like in true like 11 on 11 stuff because by the time he is actually working like f at least a lot in my opinion practices are going to be closed how much longer practices open i think we got two more weeks yeah so maybe at the very end of that two weeks you guys are going to get a good look at him um, but i'm disappointed that we don't get a good mm -hmm. look at him because there's a decent chance like when you see the man you you can see dominant pass rusher inside of him um and I think there's a legitimate chance that we could have watched training camp with him and been like, holy oh, yeah. cow, this guy is better than all of these other guys. I mean, if he's lining up against the Broncos tackles, and I'm not talking about Garrett Bowles, then I don't, I think we would have come away pretty impressed by Randy Gregory. But on the same accord, I didn't necessarily come away blown away with Bradley Chubb this uh, training camp. I thought he had a nice camp. Yeah, Bradley had a really good first week of camp. And then we didn't notice him much. And he then does a lots of like dances and taunting. I was gonna say, and then you know he had some plays that really caught your eye against the Cowboys in joint practice. But for a while, it, it was pretty mellow. And and also remember, Von Miller would destroy the Broncos' True. offensive line. Von, watching Von Miller was like sometimes stupid, and yeah. he chose days. Like you could maybe say you should go 110 percent all the time. No, definitely not Von. Um, but. If he wanted to, he would just destroy an entire period, and then they'd be like, Vaughn, please chill. Mm -hmm. um, what was I going to say? Oh, if I was handicapping who gets the most taunting penalties uh, this season, I would have Bradley Chubb minus 200. Man, I, I wouldn't disagree with you. I mean, who else? Well, with what we saw with Draymond Jones uh, oh, against the Cowboys, yeah. I think you'd throw him in there to maybe be number two. But, yeah, I agree, Bradley. If Draymond there. Jones does that in a game, I'm – out on Draymond Jones. Um, I, I, think a lot, I think a lot of people will be out on Draymond <laughs> Jones, uh, and there'll be a suspension. Uh, I just, or not, not a suspension, a fine. Yeah, I, I think it could go more than that, Like especially so if social media gets a, a yeah, hold of it. Yeah. Um, I just hope Nathaniel Hackett had a conversation. Like I'm kind of surprised he didn't talk about it much, but I hope he had a conversation with his guys being like, that's unacceptable behavior for games. Well, and, and I think they know that to yeah, an extent. Yeah. But it's important for the head coach to like make sure they know that he thinks that's not okay. Also, could you imagine if week one the defense comes out and they're playing so angry and pissed off and 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 throw out almost a shutout or give up three or seven points, but two or three guys are suspended the next game for doing really <laughs> stupid whatever, stuff? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it's unacceptable. You're right, Ryan. Yeah, and I mean we've seen. Things like, you know, Domita Pecco costing the Broncos a touchdown return because he took a cheap shot on a guy. And it's just like. Speaking of guys leading the team yeah. in stupid penalties. Same game, Philip Lindsay gets ejected for throwing a punch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and like, that was a part of why the Broncos lost that game. So it's like, discipline has been an issue um, on and off for the last few years. Nathaniel Hackett's the ultimate players coach, the fun guy, the vibes guy. He needs to, and I think he does, mm -hmm. but he needs to know where to put his foot down and say like, hey, that's not acceptable. Anyways, back to Randy Gregory. Um, I do think that there's a chance that we would have been blown away by him in camp. That he's one doubt. of those guys that, if you know, he's so talented and it hasn't all come together for him on the field, but it's like if you get to watch him 
over the you know over mm-hmm. the course of a thousand plays or whatever in camp maybe that's a little high um yeah <laughs> but uh, uh you you come away being like oh okay he's built different and he is quite literally built different and you absolutely should like it'd be a problem if you weren't blown away by him like he's he's your fifth highest paid player bradley chubb's your sixth they're like two and three on defense like if they're not going out there and you're pointing at them saying like wow he's pretty good that's an issue and honestly bradley chubb probably should have done more what's crazy is the first step between baron browning and nick benito is up like it would be the best first each of them would be the best first step on like 10 teams in the nfl i gotta tell you who's really improved their first step is malik reed too yep and and, i mean those all three of those guys especially malik and nick have to win with their first step right like they're you know they got moves and stuff too but where they set up those moves is with that first step um and those like baron browning and nick benito are somewhere like four three and four potentially in that room um maybe even four and five probably which is just crazy uh the depth in there is wild and that's why i'm not like i'm just i'm happy to see randy out there but it's it's so weird it's like he's he almost feels like a luxury at this point (laughs) even though he's being paid as your fifth highest player on the team and what's crazy what what you have to get from randy gregory and bradley chubb this this room is so deep but in order for this room to live up to its potential those two guys, you got to get star potential yep. from one of them and really good play from another. Realistically, you should get premier play, elite play from both of those guys. I don't think it's realistic looking at both of them mm-hmm. in their career and say you're going to get that, but you really need star from one of them, really good play from another, and then, boy, that group's going to be so good just because the depth there is fantastic. And, I mean, right now with Baron Browning and Nick Benito, it's like they're really exciting. They have really high ceilings. But if you got average starter level play out of both of them, that's probably a good season. Like that's Great season. exactly. And and you know, this is a defense that was third in scoring defense last year. But who do you have in terms of actual star defenders? You've got Justin Simmons, you've got Pat Sertan. You need more than that if you're going to keep that up this season. And the top of that list is Randy Gregory and Bradley Chubb. Yep. Exactly. All right. And the final piece here. Let's talk about him after I tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook because right now you get $200 in free bets by placing a $5 bet on any college football team to win. That's it. All you do, $5 bet, you get $200 in free bets over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Guys, college football is getting close. NFL is getting close. I can't wait. Literally four weeks and Three hours from right now, the Broncos will be underway against the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. Russell Wilson going into Seattle. Is the line still four and a half for that game? Yes. Right there. You can still get in on that. So you can bet $5 at DraftKings Sportsbook on a college football team. Get $200 in free bets. Turn around and use those $200 on the Broncos over the Seahawks. Start your NFL season off great. So head to the App Store now. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. And use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get this offer. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. One per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit. It's issued in eight 25 free bets. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And guys, let's jump into our DraftKings pick of the week right now, too. Can I just do it again? Like, take out Thor's hammer <laughs> and hit the four and a half. Um, <laughs> I... This isn't very quantifiable, but I feel like the Broncos ones are bet... Are... <laughs> Are more better, don't have a better way of there saying this, oh, um, than versus the Seahawks ones than their twos are against the Cowboys twos. Say that again. <laughs> My head hurts. Say that again and then tell us. Okay, look, I found a better way of saying ones are draft. more okay. better. The gap between the Broncos ones and the Seahawks ones is larger than the gap between the Broncos twos and the Cowboys twos. Okay, so you're saying it's going to be a bigger win than 10 points. That is exactly what I'm saying. There we go. I, I was, it was a roundabout way to get there, but like the line was five yeah. on uh, the game the other night, mm-hmm. and they destroyed them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was 17-0 at one point, you know, in the fourth quarter, and I think that the gap between the Broncos and the Seahawks is larger than that one. Completely agree. I completely agree. I after I mean, obviously the second team defense. I, I don't know. They were so good that I'm just like, the Broncos might just shut out the Seahawks on week one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I agree. They got, as long as Darby comes back. 
Yes, you're definitely going <laughs> to need that. For my pick of the week, I'm going Russell Wilson passing yards. What would you set it at? You can break it down yards per game if you want, or you can do season long. Uh, season. Well, I already know. Okay, yeah. Hank, you know already. Yeah, but like two forty a game, two forty five a up. game. It's because he knows two forty. <laughs> is that what it is? It, shut up! You said you knew, and then you pretended oh, you went up. Yeah, I divided uh, by seventeen. Two hundred and forty one passing yards is what the forty one hundred passing yards breaks down for Russ. I like that, especially this year. Hackett's gonna let Russ cook, so I'm gonna take the over on that. I gotta say the the first time I've doubted this over is seeing how well Javante ran the ball against the Cowboys. I was just like, man, if it's going to be this easy, then they maybe they won't throw the ball as much as I thought. You know what that's going to do, though? It's going to set up play action in the deep true. ball even more. It so is maybe true. Russ isn't throwing for 45 times a game, but he's throwing, he's connecting on three or four deep ones. Also, that design that they hit uh, Seth Williams on, it's mm-hmm. play action. There was actually a mo- uh, Andrew Beck came in motion to the left, so they play action to the left. Josh Johnson comes out to the right. You get a streak coming on this side, and then, like, the over. I actually don't know what the name of that one is. That's, like, a little bit harder, but still rounded. Um, the over coming underneath it. That play, Jerry Judy is going to have, like, 600 yards alone just on that design. There we go. I love it. I love it. Uh, one more thing I, I also like with the Cowboys being in town. The Cowboys have two really good players in CeeDee Lamb and Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons' sack total, 10 and, 10 and a quarter. I like the over on that. They put it at 10 point Because you can get five. half a sack. I've never seen that before. Yeah, I haven't either. They do that. I can't remember what they call it. I think they call it like the Asian lines yes, in, in soccer. soccer. Yeah. yeah, where it's like a quarter, it's but that means it like confusing. pushes if you hit the under. Yeah, it's, like on the, it sucks. Hmm. I hate soccer. Um, My pick of the week. I Here's a potential hot take. I think there's more money to be made on preseason games than there is in week one of the NFL. Mm, week, w- week one of the NFL is just chaos. I have a lot of... I I think week one NFL props are where it's at. Okay. R- rather than game lines. I don't know. Because I, I was listening to a podcast on the way in there. They were saying they, they've already been hammering the Seahawks week one on the money line. And I was like, oh, that's so dumb. And then they talked about it. And I was like, that's still dumb. But not quite as dumb as I thought it might be. Um, are they wow. just talking about... Like- I know. Just, just like how weird things happen in week one. What if Russell Wilson plays like two series before that? And then you go three and out in the first drive. You wind up in this weird situation, get 10 points a half. Do you realize who the Seahawks quarterback is? The, <laughs> either one of Give them. Give me your exactly. pick either. I it's, don't care if Russell Wilson's oh, yeah. slow. So oh, I, I'll take him to win. But I um, thought I would enjoy reading Seahawks fans bickering over their quarterbacks. I was like, oh, this will be fun. And it actually gave me like PTSD. Yeah, like it, it yeah. took it me to a dark oh, totally. place. Yeah. I was like, I, I thought this would be fun. I hate this. <laughs> it it's was way too on the nose. It's the exact same conversations, like oh, yeah. word for word, things that we were reading last year, yep. or like the 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 arguments over whether it was Drew Locke's fault exactly. that he got sacked. And like, I'm like, oh my god, I don't, I actually can't handle this. Like, I have to get yeah. away from it right now. <laughs> That's the one that got me. Was when they were like, oh, it's not Drew's fault, and I was like, well, it really isn't Drew's fault. But also, this always happens to Drew. Also, Pete Carroll said it was Drew's fault. Yeah, he Pete Carroll said Drew. the exact same things that Vic, Vic Fangio would have said last year. The whole thing—it's like Twilight Zone, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's it's you go into a time machine to one year ago when life was so much worse. Yeah, yeah. Point is, Broncos are going to win that one too. But right now, Broncos are plus five against the Bills this weekend. You can grab them at plus one eighty-five on the money line. Take both of those. Those Case, guys look so sharp in the preseason. And Case Keenum first week looked terrible. He did multiple picks, right? Yes, and a fumble. Yikes! I like that. I like that a lot, Henry. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to watch Colorado sports, Ivaca TV oh, is wow. the way to do that. I'm just I'm carrying the <laughs> team on my back <laughs> right now. Uh, and Ivaca TV really is the place because you can get Broncos with just basic cable, but you need all sorts of complex things in order to get Nuggets, Rockies, and Avs. Ivaca takes the complicated part out of it. They say if you sign up with us by going to Ivaca.tv/Colorado10, not only are you going to be able to watch the Rockies, Avs, and Nuggets, you're going to be able to do it for an incredible price of $25 a month plus a $5 receiver fee. And if you go to evoca.tv slash Colorado 10, that's Colorado, 
uh, Colorado and then one zero for the 10, you'll get $10 off for your first three months every single month. So that brings it down to $15. Check them out at evaca.tv slash Colorado 10. Also come through the tailgate. Um, I So we had our first tailgate of the season, of course, the other night. First preseason tailgate ever. And I was absolutely blown away by the turnout and just how much fun the tailgate ended up being. Um, I, I really thought it was going to be like, oh, just like a little small crew of, you know, the OGs. And it was just like, no, a full full crowd uh, came through the tailgate. And I went up to just about everyone I could and just asked, like, hey, what do you think of the new setup? And everyone was like, oh, my God, this is insane. Um, obviously, we still have all the Breck brews. Um, we brought in a DJ, which I felt like really changed things up, like turned yep. it from just like a gathering to a party. Yep. Um, and then... The biggest game changer of all, in my opinion, the Mile High Sliders. Mile High City Sliders mm. were so good. There was this one called like the Drunken Meatball. It was Italian chicken sausage on, of course, the slider buns, uh, drizzled in marinara and then topped with feta cheese. I could have eaten 100. Oh, that sounds so good. <laughs> There's also another game changer at the tailgates. That's, of course, the TV's that are oh, inside yes. the garage because we know every single Broncos tailgate that we have is going to have real football on TV. Uh, RG interviewed me about what, what all the changes were, and I forgot to mention wow. that. Wow. Ryan, people are there to watch football. People are there to celebrate football and drink some beers. Uh, yeah, I'm just there to to watch the bottom of my beer. No, don't lie. You're going to you're going to be <laughs> focused on the games cuz you're going to have that money. It is true. I do though like really zone out at those games like we go or at the tailgates like we go there usually during the early slate the 11 a.m games yep and then i'll just be like having fun throwing bags or something and i'll realize like oh my god it's halftime of the first yep. like what's happening yep. i have no idea what's happening <laughs> yeah. uh, but either way uh the tailgates are awesome we've got one more preseason tailgate coming up in two weeks uh and then we're rolling into the regular season and i think they're actually just going to keep getting better like yeah. As we're standing there the other day, kind of, you know, taking it in, we're just talking about all the little things that we can add to it. So keep an eye out. We're just going to keep making them better. Yeah, you said there's going to be a dunk contest and you're the one that's sitting on the Oh, on a the dunk chair. tank? Yeah, a mean? dunk tank. Yeah, yeah, not a contest. No, 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 no I'm, winning that. Not, I'm not invited to any dunk contests. Um, I'd be down. Okay, there, there we I go. I think that's official now, right? Yep, it okay, is. Okay, there, there we go. And today... We can use so, the Broncos one that I just assume they like. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> they just have it in storage yeah, probably for field since day. they use it every single year <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh so today we we talked to randy gregory then we talked to billy turner and then they brought up joe Schobert, the the new signing on the podium joe show and i'm going oh my gosh this guy is tiny and i said no no no, no. it's because we just talked to a guy that's 6'5 250 pounds a guy that's 315 pounds joe Schobert, uh he's 6'1 240 i'm like who am i to say that that guy's a small guy <laughs> uh but so the broncos signed joe Schobert today and all he does is produce he's been in the nfl for six six years five in his past five seasons he's had over 100 tackles in every single season i kind of like this this linebacker group now um, you took out the exciting, upside, flashy guy in Jonas Griffith, but you just have like this group of just, for lack of a better term, like gritty, yeah. ragtag, <laughs> like guys who just make tackles. Yeah, fundamentals. I, I like. I kind of want to see them go out in a four-three uh, with like Josie Singleton and Schobert all out there against the run, and just like watch those guys work. I mean, um, it's the standard Big Ten linebacker. That yes, it is. <laughs> like, I actually don't want them to do that in right. 2021 yes, no, in the no. NFL. It'd be great 30 years ago. Is it 2022? Yeah, okay. you said 2021. Yeah, yeah wow. Ever since 2020, all the years are just <laughs> yeah. one long year. Um, but I, I don't know. These guys, I kind of love them. Like, Alex Singleton was exactly who I thought he was when he played in the preseason game the other night. We know what Josie is. And, in fact, we might – not give enough credit to how much upside Josie has just because we've seen him be like so consistent uh, at what he does, but mm -hmm. he can still get better. Like he's still a young player in the NFL. Last then, year proved it exactly. in six quarters. Right. And then Joe Schobert is just like, I don't know. Like you said, he's just Mr. Production. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's like these guys might just be what you need for linebackers. Like right. they, all they do is just tackle people yeah and yeah. that that's what linebackers are for yeah. they're they they a uh, uh, solid linebacker 
is just supposed to be able to read the play, yep. be in the right place, and make a tackle. Now, if the defensive line's not very good, then solid linebackers will look bad. Uh, and if you have a great linebacker, well, they're going to do more than that. But these guys are very capable of being solid linebackers. Yeah, and of course, you know, they each, especially Josie and Singleton, leave a little bit to be desired uh, from a coverage standpoint. Um, and Schobert mixed reviews of how good his coverage has been since he left Cleveland. Um, but he's a little bit more capable in that area. Um, and the thing is, in this day and age, you can kind of get around that if your linebackers aren't great in coverage. Like, you expose yourself a little bit, but if it's third and six, you could take them all off the field if you want. Um, and, you know, bring in the Caden Stearns and, you know, J.R. Reeds of the world. Um, but... I like this group. I don't know. I'm kind of excited about them. And I hope, um, you know, then you add in Sternad, who had a nice game the other night. And it's just like, hmm. Feel better about the Broncos linebackers than I have in a while. Mm, interesting. And what's very interesting about this move is we know the Broncos now don't have Jonas Griffith for the next four to six weeks. Although Nathaniel Hackett today said he wouldn't be shocked if Griffith's back for week one. Jonas but, Griffith with, a, with an elbow brace is going to look dope. Oh, yes, it <laughs> certainly will. But even before he got injured, we knew the Broncos were interested in adding inside linebackers because they were in on mm-hmm. Alexander before he went to the Cowboys. They Anthony tried out. Barr. What? Anthony Barr. Oh, Anthony Barr. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Uh, they they tried out um, Joe Schobert a couple of weeks ago and were interested in him, and obviously the timing lined up perfectly now. And he also just lives in Colorado. So he literally drove down I-25 to get here this morning. So yeah. he was yeah. able to be a practice today. Uh, but it it's, it's, makes you wonder, was this the plan to just bring him in at some point in training camp anyways or to bring someone in? And was their role to be the starter? Was it to be a solid veteran backup? Did they not like their backup depth outside of Alex Singleton? Because I think we can all write Alex Singleton and Sharpie, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think we're able to write anyone else below that in Sharpie. Yep. So is this just a really solid, good fourth linebacker? And if that's if that's the case, what a great fourth linebacker to have. I think originally it was Jonas Griffith insurance. Because we all talk about the upside of Jonas Griffith. But there is a chance that he's still a little in over his head at the NFL level. Um, and we've seen him make great plays in training camp, but I've also seen him be out of position a couple times. And so I always thought when they were looking at this, it was like, okay, well, we're going to start with Jonas and hope that he gets up to speed really quickly and just is the star that we think he can be. But if not, let's have solid option behind him. Because, like, you know, I, I also like Justin Sternad's upside. He's not that, though. Like, you wouldn't pull Jonas Griffith for Justin Cernat and be like, okay, now we feel safer. You would you would be worried still. So that's what I always thought. I also think the fact that Joe Schobert lives in Sedal- Sedalia, I think is how you pronounce it, um, was just like they were going to Evan Mathis him. They're just going to wait until the very, you know, he's like, hey, I'll be around, you know, mm-hmm. if you got And so they were just going to wait until the end. Now there was a little more urgency. They bring him in, but... Vic Lombardi tweeted exactly. it out today. Like he said, he wa- he wanted to stay home. Just funny that that's you know that's what he calls Colorado now. Uh, and he was willing to wait to see if the Broncos were going to sign him because yeah, he, he had other said, offers. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He, he said, "Just don't call me during the day because I'm not going to be in service. As I'm going to be fly fishing." Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I was, I was guessing playing <laughs> yeah. Spring Valley golf course. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No more so. Like he's out on the trails and in the rivers. What a mm-hmm. legend. Yeah. Let's yeah. do um. The way Fishing it, with Joe. <laughs> <laughs> the way that all shook out, though, with Anthony Barr makes you wonder what he was thinking. Because, like, going to Dallas, he's going to be a starter. Like, that's just the way it's going to go. And you'd assume that if the Broncos were going to bring him in, it would be as a starter. But the fact that he picked the Cowboys over the Broncos makes you wonder if, if maybe there was a little bit of a difference in terms of, like, what they were offering. Like, the Broncos are saying, like, yeah, we got Jonas. You can come in and compete, something like that. And I'd imagine they'd offer for him to be a starter. But for him to pick somewhere else, who knows? That leaves some of those doors open. Schobert, though, like he just felt to me like insurance all the way through. Where it's like, we know he's right there. If something bad happens, we need him. Yeah, Adam, and I think he's a he's good. He's a good linebacker. He's already your starter, though. And I oh, know yeah. Jonas oh, is yeah. out right now. But that just shows you what they think of the rest of the depth on the mm-hmm. roster. The guy signs in the morning 
and he's right next to 47. Really? It's 48 and right next to 47. And and after practice, Joe Schober did talk about this, so, so I can I can say that that he <laughs> was out there practicing with the ones. Uh, and I think that speaks to just boy, he's a plug and play yep. player. Absolutely, he, he can go out and do it. And that's what Nathaniel Hackett called him. Uh, and then they went out and did that. And the big question is just his ceiling. It's like, can he be a pro bowler? Probably not. Like he hasn't in a couple of years. Like he hasn't been that type of guy. But he is only 28. And he was put into a weird defense last year, played with the Jags before that. And like even looking through the stats, I mean, he gave up an 85 passer rating when he was targeted last year, second best in his career. Again, like he maybe fell off a little bit. There's people saying like, oh, it was part of the worst run defense in, in the NFL. It's like, yeah, but that's not even like necessarily what he's best at. It might be at this point, but also... That was Pittsburgh? Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's like a bunch of guys involved in that. Like, he could be kind of dragged down by some weak links around him, too. One, yeah, one person doesn't make the worst. Yeah. That's a team effort to make the worst uh, run defense. Well, and also, you're not going to have him. When you go to Diamond Nickel, you're going to be taking him off the field first. Josie's going to be your guy there. Depending. And then then even on on third and, if it's third and ten, then you're not going to have any inside linebackers Mm -hmm. on. So you're going to be able to use him and not expose him. Josie did say today, though, that they're going to figure out, you know, which position they want those two in. And that's probably more so in that 3-4 or even the nickel, but... There's a chance that they wind up saying we'd rather have him in there than Josie. A chance. Especially because Josie's not wearing the dot anymore. Exactly. That's the that's the only reason why I'm like, well, they have a lot of flexibility at linebacker if they're going to give the dot to Justin. The All fact right. that Jonas wasn't taking those, though, makes it seem like they like something about Josie there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. And I, I just think there might be something behind the scenes or just where they don't fully trust Jonas, yeah, and remember, we all are so high on Jonas, but he's a guy that he didn't play 16, 17 games last year. He's still very young and inexperienced, and if this team thinks that they're going to be making a deep run, then clearly they're just they're worried about experience there. I'm mm-hmm. I'm actually worried for Jonas that he's going to lose his job over this. Mm, I am too. It's possible. Yeah. I, I am too because again, this is not a guy that gained the coach's trust all of last year. No, right. this is a guy that was working his way play. up still. Yeah, exactly. So I, I completely agree with you. Would not mm-hmm. be surprised if he's the starter week one, and then Jonas just is, isn't able to take it back. Now Jonas is still mm-hmm. going to get on field, play, yeah. uh, but in, in certain situations. But I would not be shocked at that. Unfortunately, you mentioned Stranad. Really bad move. It is uh, for 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 him, unfortunately. Yep. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's tough, for sure. Um, one thing I'll say for him is that he's on a, almost all the special teams units. Mm-hmm. So you might get like a special team specialist flyer on him. That's yep. what Jonas Griffith was last year. Yep. He's totally. Literally brought on the team just to play special teams. Yeah, and then you wonder if Jonas now kind of bumps into that role where he's on every totally. special teams unit now and still playing defense, but not. The bona fide starter where he's too good to play special teams. Right, and yeah. that was something that Dwayne Stukes talked about in his first Lots press conference, or one of his first press conferences yeah. is, yeah, I'm super bummed that I don't have Jonas <laughs> on special teams. Yeah. Okay, yeah. guys, we've talked about all three of these guys. As the headline of the podcast, who is going to have the biggest impact in 2022? All right, so I have two different answers here for two different questions. Hmm. Who needs to have the biggest impact? No. I know. Billy Turner needs to have the biggest impact. He needs to be the most important of these guys. I'm not that confident in that. In the end, I think the person who has the biggest impact is Randy Gregory. Mm, Okay. Build your case. Uh, By far the most talented player of the three. Um, He is... Agree. um, He has politics on his side, meaning even if he wasn't the best, he would still play a bunch. Yep. Um, But he should be the best. Uh, and he is uniquely positioned to not put so much wear and tear on his body, which hasn't actually been as bad as it seems it's been in terms of injury, but they're going to get a lot of rotation out there, and I think you're going to see a lot of fresh Randy Gregory on the field, uh, and so you're, you're going to see you know production from him. I will say, I actually sometimes I don't believe – this type of crap when when coaches say it but i actually believed nathaniel hackett today when he was like yeah when we went back to watch the cowboys to get prepared for this we were like oh man i'm glad that guy's on our team when they watched randy gregory why'd you believe it um as opposed to all the other crap you hear 
I just it was it was one of those things that I just don't think would be staged. Okay. Like it it was mm. it was an actual recall to an actual event that sure. happened. Very very <laughs> fair. Very fair. Hank, who are you choosing? I think it's Billy Turner. Mm. I think Why? I mean, outside zone. Outside zone like you that is the most important position on the offensive line and it's a major upgrade if he just is the average of what he's been throughout his career, which doesn't make him a pro bowler, but makes him just somebody who should have a starting tackle job, which is a massive upgrade over what the Broncos have had at right tackle the last forever, maybe. Yeah, that's an interesting way of looking at it is the gap between who would be there instead of them. Mm -hmm. Does that count as impact or is it just like, thank God? You know what I mean? Like impact versus from a pass rusher can be a lot more easily measured than impact from a right Mm -hmm. tackle. Because nobody counts how many sacks you give up. Right. They should. They do. Nobody cares. But no, yeah, unless it starts getting out of hand. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, if you're leading the league in sacks given up, everyone will know that. But if you're anywhere in the middle, no one knows. Yep. Um, With Billy, if he is an average right tackle, it's going to be just monumental for the Broncos. It's amazing. And realistically, he shouldn't even be average. The Broncos are paying him way below average. So that's kind of where the bar should realistically be for that position is don't be a terrible tackle, but it's not even realistic to expect average. But obviously, Nathaniel Hackett expects average from him. And he's all he has to do is say that he's ready to play and he's going to be the Broncos' right tackle. I don't care what Cam Fleming yeah. does. I don't care what Calvin Anderson does. Tom Compton. The, 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 Calvin Anderson had months to lock up that position. Didn't even and, get close. And we're still not seeing him have it locked up right now. With Tom Compton and Billy Turner still not taking team reps. So, unfortunately, this is just all Billy Turner's job to lose. I'll take the third guy. I'll make the wow. argument for Mr. Wow. Joe But Are you Schobert being genuine here. or are you just trying to make good content? I'm making an <laughs> argument for the third guy okay. not mentioned here. Joe Schobert, all he does is produce, literally. And he's available and he produces. Since his rookie year, he has missed three games. He's played 16 games and yeah, 16 games last year, actually. So I guess he's missed four games and he's been a starter in every single game but one that he's played. So when he's on your team, he's going to start. When he's on your team, he's going to get you well over 100 tackles. Mm-hmm. In the past five years since his rookie season, he's averaged 125 tackles. He's been, I think he said, in six different schemes in six years. So this is Sucks. a seventh scheme for him. And he's still able to produce. So the fact that he only, quote-unquote, has a month to learn this system, well, he didn't have much time with Pittsburgh last year. I believe it was about the same amount of time. And he still picked it up. Totally. And uh, you look at Jonas Griffith, they've been involved. And the Broncos have been involved in bringing in inside linebackers. They're going to go with the veteran here, I believe. So I just think this guy is available, and he produces. What can you not say about the other mm-hmm. two that they're available every single That's true. game? He will absolutely be solid. Like, there's, there's no real argument for him not being solid. Like, he just didn't live up to the contract the last couple of years, and that's why he was moving around. It's not that he was a bad player. It's that you can either cut Devin Bush if you want to make a change in there, who you have to pay the exact same amount of money to anyway. Or well, By you... the way, is struggling. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. And I think that probably made Joe Schobert not look so great yeah, last year. Yeah. But Schobert, they moved on from him to save $7.8 million. That's a lot of money. Yeah. And Once you're over the age of like 26, if they can save that much for moving on for you and you're not a star, yep. you're done. Also, Joe Schobert is is a really solid player, yep. but it's stupid to give a really solid, good player at inside linebacker massive money like mm-hmm. the Jags did two years ago. Did we hear about the money on this? Uh, not yet. On this one, no, okay. we haven't. I imagine it's a, it's a very minimal deal. One and a half. <laughs> Yeah, probably. Yeah, one and a half, two and a half. That's, I would think that's why the Steelers got him for a sixth last year. Yeah, is because he had the massive contract. It was the third largest contract given out that free agency cycle, behind uh, Tom Brady and Teddy Bridgewater. Yikes! That yeah. is that, and, and that's just why you don't pay inside <laughs> no. linebackers that aren't game changing big money. Also, mm-hmm. like the Jags need to understand who they are, like signing that contract. <laughs> it's like that guy's not gonna be the same guy for you because you're <laughs> no. the Jags. Yep. Like, like Malik know. Jackson. 
Yes, exactly. It's the exact same thing. It's, it's the same thing. Like, yeah. as an organization, how do you not look in the mirror and see this? Yeah. You overpay the hell out of these guys because, like, you can, and you, you don't really have any other good players on your roster, so you have all this cap space, and then you end up paying ridiculous money for guys who are just okay, and they never produce because now they're on the Jags. But well, that's the only way they can even get players who are just okay. No, like I, like it's either they give great money to okay players, or they just don't have keep great, all the okay bad players. players and say, "Look at the hundred million dollars we have under the gap." Trevor Lawrence is their only hope of changing that. And I think the opposite is going to happen. Man, wasted. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Wasted talent. Yep, it's uh, it's sad. It is sad. <laughs> you go to Jacksonville to die. So who do you agree with? If you're watching on YouTube, first hit us with a thumbs up. We'd really appreciate it. Subscribe. Now we're back mm-hmm. on the main YouTube channel. And then also, you're taking Hank and Billy Turner. You're taking me and Joe Schober. Come on, I'm pulling for the underdog here. You're taking <laughs> Ryan, who's going with, as he said, simply the most talented guy. Kind of the cop-out answer. Big money RK. <laughs> I don't know if it's a cop-out answer or just like a pretty good answer to the question. The best answer. <laughs> Uh, let's give a shout out to Green Mountain Dental Group. Head down there if you need any dental work done. They'll treat you like family. They are a family. It's a family-owned business, uh, and it's just right outside of downtown Denver. Actually, a beautiful drive over there in Lakewood. Go up the hill. You can see the mountains in the background. I love it over there. Um, so head down to Green Mountain Dental Group if you need anything done dental-wise. There you go. And, and how about this? Use Tell them the DNVR Sports sent you and get a $300 <laughs> discount for oh. full full orthodontic treatment for new patients. I didn't and know about this. I know. And there's more, the Ryan. <laughs> if you mention DNVR Sports, you get a free set of bleach trays, which is a $350 value with a new patient cleaning x-ray and exam. And... They're hiring. So if you're a hygienist, you can get paid by working for Green Mountain Dental. They work with your schedule. Their great benefit package comes with health care and PTO. So you can check them out, make an appointment, or apply for a job at greenmountaindentalgroup.com. Wow. Yeah. Look at them stepping up the... uh, They certainly are left and right. It would have been fun just to let RK go with that for as long as he goes without realizing. Like, is it a week? Two oh, weeks. It would have been forever. Three yeah, weeks. <laughs> to be fair, they've been offering the same deal for a long that time, is which, true. which is a great deal. And they said, we, we want to up the ante They here. did. I love that for us. Also, FOCO, if you need anything to help you out merchandise-wise. To look cooler? Yeah, to yeah. look cooler, to like make your man cave cooler, to make... Like just the rest of your home cooler, your car cooler. They probably have like decals. They They've do. got like the garage signs if you want to make that cooler. Oh, that reminds me of a thing I want to do. We can talk about it later. <laughs> Is it the crawfish boil? No, I do still want to do that. Okay. I got invited to a crawfish boil. Wait, no way. But in Louisiana. Ah, uh, that makes it tough. Yeah. It does. I <laughs> strongly considered it, to be honest. Did it happen already? Uh, it's basically just like whenever you come, we'll do it. Oh wow! They okay. do it most days, I've heard. <laughs> yeah, I think that's just what they do down there. It's called dinner uh, down that's there. That's true. Foco though, they've got all sorts of awesome gear. They've got some Jokic type of stuff that's going on. It's like a bobblehead um, that's like based on him being MVP. They've got like Avs championship stuff. They've got a whole bunch of Broncos gear, which is probably more applicable to you guys. They added CU gear. Hell yeah! They've got Grizz gear. They've got all sorts of stuff. So get on over to Foco. And if you use the code DMVR, you get 10% off all non-presale items. Boom. Bada bing, bada boom. Should we hop into the comments? Yes. yes. Any super chats, Kale? Yeah, we got one. Oh, nice. <laughs> Coming in from Simon. Uh, do you have any insight into why the Broncos or anyone haven't signed Alexander Johnson? Is it because of his injury last season? He was an absolute baller before getting hurt. That's PFF the one- graded him in oh. 80. Yeah, he was awesome. Like, it's got to be something behind the scenes or like not trusting him to know something. Because, like, when you watch him on the field, I don't... He was playing really good football, and he had really taken big steps forward every year. Apparently not. Apparently not. Apparently not. And there there is a reason. I don't know the exact reason, but you have to imagine that there weren't just issues behind the scenes, but issues big enough where the whole league knows about them. Uh, Uh I still imagine he gets signed at some point because he does, he can produce. Uh, And that's also where it's important to understand, like, the NFL is not just saying, wow, Alexander Johnson's a great player, according to PFF. We're just not going to sign him. No, that's there's probably just, when you watch the film, probably a little off with that. Yeah, and you know, it was a, it was a narrative today about how Joe Schobert lives here. I assume Alexander Johnson also still lives here. I would think yeah. so, yeah. 
So he has his name hasn't even been mentioned at I all. I know. No, he's and, such a good blitzer. But like, if you so look, good against the run. If you look at like who they've brought in since they hired Ivaro, it's Alex Singleton and Joe Schobert. Right. Who are kind of similar guys. Like yeah. Joe Sherbert is Alex Singleton with a little more pass coverage upside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And, and, and he's made one Pro Bowl five years ago. Yeah. But I just mean, like, that's not Alexander Johnson. No. Like, those two guys are di- very different from him. Two. That is true. So, I don't know. It's a, it's a good he's, question. I will Simon. say he's a, a weird dude. He's different. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that was too much for people to handle. It is very true. All right. On the website, asking for a friend has a question. Says, with the blocking scheme changing, I imagine it's just as hard to learn for the tight ends as the linemen. Albert O could have not just been ready for the blocking or for blocking this scheme at full speed. Hopefully he will just and be better for the season. I just, there's a lot of damning evidence on him before this that it's hard to Mm -hmm. give him that benefit of the doubt. 100%. And he has to prove on the field that he's become a better blocker, and that wasn't a good start. And there were, I mean, there were two massive missed blocks that weren't, they weren't like, oh, you know, if he was just there a step quicker, or like, it was just like, he just let that guy fly right by him and then did it again. And so you see that, and you just think, like, that is, like, even if you had no sort of technique or anything, you just reach out and push on him, and you would have done much better. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It just didn't even seem like he engaged a guy at all. Yeah, it was... I mean, it's kind of what we've seen. Right. Yeah, and that certainly doesn't help his case. Howie Boot My Boomer says, My dudes, great to (laughs) hear the defense has some dog in it. If he had to compete in a one-on-one position drill against any current Bronco player, who would you choose? And what drill? And would you win the rep? My favorite... Okay, so let's start there. (laughs) Okay, first of all, no one's winning any reps against anyone. In any well, point. well, there weren't very many specifics on this, so I'm going to do um, a. I'll be a defensive back, and I am going to be covering Mike Purcell. Mike Purcell <laughs> on a nine route. If the quarterback throws it properly, he's going to have me beat probably. But I think that's <laughs> one that I can semi compete at. I want to see like. I think you would win, but like, I want to see me versus Mike Purcell in a race. Like, what does that look like? Mm. I'd like to watch. Yeah, yeah. I would bet on him. Do we think he's? I would sl- watch though. <laughs> I would love to watch. We think he's the slowest guy. It's got to be. I mean, he's the heaviest by a, a decent margin, especially isn't he? coupled with the oldest. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's got to be. Yeah. Especially because the offensive linemen, especially in this scheme, need to be able to move. I got faith in you. Really. I think I, don't. I, I have no idea. <laughs> I want to see if he ever ran a forty. I don't think he had he a five one eight forty. No way. It's got to yeah. be slower now too. I mean, yeah. I mean, he was three oh five at the time. If five, he five. ran five one eight, he's smoking me. <laughs> oh yeah, I think he is. My is money, he, my money is on Mike Purcell. Uh, I do. Uh, really, really, I really never said that it. I would win. I just <laughs> you're curious. I want to know. Uh, yeah, like does he does he just like burn me? Is it a close race? Man, he he knows if he's losing, then he's just never going to be able to live it down. He's put on twenty pounds since then. I'm thinking like if and I got this years. opportunity, um, six, seven. Ooh, <laughs> Ryan, I think yeah. I just I don't even know if I'm getting in the fives. Wait, who's older? He's listed six three. Uh, he's thirty one. He's oh, so he's got you a by a little older bit. Than me. Okay. Um, I'm just hoping that like this is done on Broncos grounds. And then I like pull a hammy. Mm, there you go. Um, yep, yep, yep. And the Waltons so, just like toss me a couple bucks. You know to they're making you sign oh, anything before. <laughs> yeah. Also, I did do a hundred yard dash uh, against Adam Munster Tiger once. Oh wow. Uh, he, CU player? Yeah, no, he's a CU beat reporter, but we okay. did it in front of like the whole team. <laughs> oh wow. Um, and I won that. Hey. Wow. Won that. And I must have been close to pulling a hammy. <laughs> Because both hammies were just burning up the next day. <laughs> so were you putting guys on blast for being slow? I mean, how did that happen in front of the whole team? I have no idea. But we were on a podcast and, uh, together, and then we t- started talking about it, and then we just like asked wow. if we could do it. And then the, they had just finished practice, so they were just standing around. Oh, wow. Nice. You know. But Nelson Spruce... <laughs> CU legend was just yep. yelling, sign him up, sign him up, <laughs> as I was running back. 
<laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Howie Boot My Boomer continues and says, My favorite drinking game growing up was called Mickey. All you need are dice. The aim is to roll a two and a one or doubles. If you roll doubles, you double say double five you get to allocate that number of drinks to any player if you roll a two and a one 21 you get to make a rule which when uh, broken you have like to this. finish the rest of your cup can bottle in your hand rules like no names first you can only drink with your non-dominant hand etc you don't have to go through the whole rule there is no I winner like though usually there's a loser and sometimes inevitably gets picked picked on and ends up slosh what's your favorite drinking rule <sighs> favorite drinking rule or favorite drinking game rule by the way i um, you're going to have to handle the comments. Um, <laughs> um, favorite drinking rule. I don't even know what that means. Uh, like, oh, yeah. you know, oh, like some if you're people, playing King's Cup yeah, and you yeah, get yeah, yeah. the... I drink with your left hand's a classic. Got to take the old green man off before you drink is another yeah, classic. Yeah, you can't make eye contact, can't say names. Oh, that's a good one. I like Kale's, Question Kale's Masters, pretty like great. No, uh, no ums. Can't mm, say um. Interesting. For the rest of the show. That's a really good one. Let's see who can do it. Oh, it's really I think I can do it. Next one coming in we from Melbourne Bronco. My boys. Well, I'm thrilled Baron Browning got to show his stuff in the preseason game. Now the coaches know what he is capable of in games. NFL and Aussie rules are similar in preseason games. Starters rarely play and are saved up for the real season, but some players thrive on the in-game work rate and its benefit. Food tip. Next time you have French toast smother in maple syrup, you won't be disappointed. Cheers. Wait. Is that a joke? <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be right that's the classic uh, he's coming from melbourne so maybe that's n- not something they do there and he thinks he like picked that up as a <laughs> <laughs> he's like eating french toast just wow. dry and right, he's like right. these idiots. i have an idea <laughs> i put syrup on this wow I got to be honest, I didn't pay attention to the rest of that comment because okay, I was focused g- on not saying that word. This is going to offend, uh, there's one. Um, hey, another <laughs> <next> one. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to offend our Canadian listeners. Okay. Just cheap syrup from the store is better than no, maple syrup. No, wow. no, no, no. That's just wrong. Although, the- you live too close to Canada, you're biased. <laughs> fair that is fair the maple i feel like is mostly on the other side of canada oh yeah the north side or no the west east side yeah, 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 yeah. i'm yeah. not anti maple syrup but it has a taste to it that you don't get in just like aunt jemima a, a syrup. Good or something. Taste. no i don't like that taste or I don't I love like that's that a good taste. taste. There's there it, I, I there's like a little sharpness, a little tang I, type yes, thing. It's hard I like to just explain. The pure sugar. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. Butter flavored syrup is unbeatable, though. Oh. Yeah, that doesn't come from trees. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care at all. A cow tree. But yeah, you're right. It would be. Jay Benson 318 says, The Broncos are back and they look great. Glad to see the excitement with the team again after a few uninspiring years. I know it's just preseason, but I was watching or but I was hyped watching the game. For anyone who is on the fence about doing the whole DNVR bar and tailgate experience, it is completely worth it. Let's go. My friend and I did it last year and it was a blast. The tailgate was amazing. The people were great. The Breck Brews were cold. The bar was a blast after the game. Zach was super handsome, even in defeat. I highly recommend it. Why'd you add in the lot? I didn't. I don't think I have. <laughs> Neither of us are reading it. You can just say whatever he wants. I can. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. It's the best. It is. It yeah. is. Um, I love the picture you got, too, because now we got the signs and everyone looking over it. I will say, like, seeing the signs took it to a new level for me. Dead. I'm like, oh, mm. damn. Like, especially because yeah. there are so many people that walk by, like, through that area that yeah. I have to just look up and see the official DNVR tailgate in huge letters. And hear the music coming yeah. from it. Like, from the, the people. seats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got to just be walking by being like, that's a party i should mm-hmm. go next week yep exactly we're gonna have uh what do we have nine more of them yep yep love it wow i love it bronco Oilers says playoffs oh at least more than nine. ten more mm, yep because they want to win the division they sure do and winning the division gets the, you a playoff game the yes. most they could possibly have is two additional home games right yep Oh, no, you no, can technically can have, have three oh, if yeah. you were the two seed and then the one yep. seed lost and you got to host the AFC Championship. Yep, yep, yep. exactly. So maybe thir- 12. 
12. Let's go. 12 more. Bronco Oilers says, Happy London. preseason victory <laughs> Monday. How valuable do you think these preseason games will be for the first time coaches and coordinators? Just as far as getting the calls in and out, communicating with the guys and in the booth, analytics, getting the right personnel groupings on and off the field. I know there were issues during the Fangio era around getting the defensive calls mm-hmm. in on time, and Vance Joseph always seemed to be befuddled operating the sidelines. I wasn't able to see the game live as I was busy conditioning my liver at a bachelor party, but I'd like to know how the game flow and overall coaching management looked for this staff. P.S. Zach is amazing. Wow, thank wow. you. Wow. I'm still so, inc- skeptical of all this. Wow. Two things. First of all, Vance Joseph being befuddled, throw that out. That's just like the whole era. Fangio, that was a big thing, trying to figure out how to get all that stuff done. New take. It's just because he's old. All those old men trying to work the radios and talk to each other and mute and unmute and figure out who's talking. This is a good take. The more I think about it, the more I think these young coaches are just like, yeah, you talk into the microphone and you hear each other. It's not that complicated. I like this. I love this take. And I didn't really hear about it until the very end of the Fangio era, but the players were livid over how long it took for him to get the calls in. Yeah. And what is that all... I'll build off of your take, Henry. Mm-hmm. It all comes down to not being in the booth. Something that was never tried, that should have been tried. Um, but why? We, we don't have to relitigate old things. This coaching staff looked as competent and prepared as you possibly can in their first yep. game. And Hackett's taking it and to no a... And no kidney stones. No kidney stones. <laughs> Hackett's taking it to a new level, too. And not just being comfortable, but being so comfortable where he's engaging with the crowd a little bit and kind of firing up them up That's during the so game, dope. which is just showing how comfortable he is, which is great for his first time. You you will always be comfortable if you are never trying to be anything other than yourself. Yes. Wow. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why he's so comfortable. Yep. And he's even out there before the game, a couple of hours before, running the, the, running the stairs, stairs in the yeah. stadium and stuff. And that is him doing it himself. Just do it your way, be you. Man, if Vic would have done that, maybe he'd still be the coach. Or he would have passed not. out. <laughs> he's taking the elevator or escalator up and down. <laughs> up and down. <laughs> And last one That's coming in. Maybe more dangerous than running. <laughs> Seriously, uh. especially at that stadium. From Howler Bro Surf says, Ah, Nash Bronco beat me to it. Hattie B's is pretty good, but Prince's is the OG. I think he's referring to Hot Chicken mm-hmm. in Nashville. Yes. Says, I'm sad I won't be there for the tailgate game. I'm in Nash. I'm a Nashville native who got out as soon as I could, and now that I'm gone, Russ and the Broncos come to town. The irony is that I'll be on a weekend, or that weekend, I'll be back for back for but i'm going to my brother's wedding sad day if you haven't already Sorry, bro. you should check out the ig page called Who? music shitty you need to question your brother like just as a human if he's having his wedding on a broncos game day boot him mm. it's over for him yeah it's done yeah he says it shows so he says the ig page called music shitty it showcases everything wrong with nashville and uh, hilarious fashion uh. Happy Victory Monday, fellas. Not, Zach, I love you so much. Thank you, Howard Roser. I'm not um, not going to check that out. Um, Nashville's awesome, and I, I won't stand for any Nashville slander. I've only heard amazing things about it, yeah. honestly. Yeah, but they all kind of have like a Vegas, but like cowboy cosplay vibe to them that makes me a little skeptical. What's we'll they say all? The all the, all the things people say. It's like, oh, yeah, you should have seen the boots I was wearing. Or like, oh, there's this country bar where they're just and it's like i don't know that that fits me so if, everything anyone says you, you question yeah. well there's just always something Henry, you're from montana you should be all about know, the cowboys but the that's why i don't montana, montana no i saw like the fake cowboy it's not fake it's like you you don't understand Henry. <laughs> in the same way that like when people go to vegas they like put on like a sport coat and go to the casino exactly like mm. it's like yeah you're just it's when in rome Type of thing. God, put on my boots and stuff. And it's like, you don't wear boots. Take those off. You know who wouldn't do that? Nathaniel Hackett wouldn't do that because that wouldn't be true to himself. So true. I Mm -hmm. think he has a pair of boots and a hat. He probably does. (laughs) Wow. He loves him some country. Wow. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Where would he have ever worn those? To country concerts. There was one here a couple of weeks (laughs) ago, right? He was there. Actually, I don't know if he was there, but he was at a previous one before that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah nashville is fantastic and i understand i I assume if you're from there there's some things that are annoying about it just because of what henry is talking about yes very few uh, i i've like met very few people that are like from from vegas 
But I met a lot of people that are from from Nashville. From from. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Any more? That's it. Okay. Oh no. One more. Zach's the best. Wow. Who's that one it. from? From everyone. Uh, yeah, that's from everyone. Wow. Exactly. Everyone says. Every Brian other member we had out. left a quick uh, comment. <laughs> uh, all right, that is going to wrap it up for us today. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Hit us with a thumbs up on YouTube. We always appreciate that. It helps us out. And keep those five star reviews coming on iTunes. Mm. Still a couple more crappy ones that we got to drown wow. out. So uh, bring them in. With that said, it's going to wrap it up for us today. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Roll out the truck and took a country drive.